One Team Media. Welcome to the DGD Podcast, the Georgia Bulldogs podcast for dogs. From the gun again on first down, fires wide, Juan Daniels, touchdown Georgia. This is your favorite receiver, Juan Daniels, and you're listening to the DGD Podcast with my man, Robert Reynolds. Go dogs! Welcome back to this episode of the DGD Podcast. As always, this is your host, the NCDGD himself, Robert Reynolds. Got a good show, and it's all NIL today, folks. All NIL. Look, if you're not familiar with anything in the recent news here, you know, just keeping it Georgia alone. Look, JT Daniels in the news, Bryce Young in the news, even Kool-Aid McKinstry from Alabama in the news. But first, before we start the show, guys, I just want to announce partnership with La Touraine Watches. Use shop code DGD at checkout to save yourself 10% off site-wide. Look, if you want a luxury watch and not the luxury price tag, La Touraine is your way to go. So check out our guys. Tell them we sent you. Use the code and get 10% off of your purchase. That is site-wide. Anyways, first up, hey, Hugh. We have Hugh from 98 Strong. Uh, which, if you're not familiar with that, you will by the end of this show. First off, Hugh, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, not a problem. So, obviously, to start the show, you know, looking at these major names in NIL, right? JT Daniels with Zaxby's was a big uh, thing for Georgia just recently. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, uh, and actually, I don't know if you're familiar with this as well, but the the autograph deal, uh, $100 per autograph. You know, there are some reports there that say that you could possibly see upwards of right at seven figures for a six month contract. Uh, but one of the cool things about this that I thought was very cool, you don't really see uh, a lot of this and it speaks character, is he do, uh, he expected to uh, or planned to share half of the earnings with his teammates. Uh, so, you know, for anybody thinking that, you know, NIL is a bad thing, look, there's some good things out there, right? So, Obviously, with JT Daniels, you know, you move on to yesterday, in my opinion, the perfect fit, guys. This is a Georgia podcast. I've said it from day one. But look, there is no better name, a nickname, I should say, in college football than Quincy Kool-Aid McKinstry. And yesterday, a deal was finally finally done with Kool-Aid and partnering up with uh, Quincy himself. Look, it was just meant to be. Uh, but I want to get your thoughts, Hugh. What are some of the, you know, some of the takeaways from these big, uh, you know, big known names uh, inking these NIL deals? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I think it's awesome to see these athletes getting, you know, paid when they they should be. And it's, you know, th- there was, you know, concern. Uh, there always has been about athletes getting paid and, you know, pay to play and stuff like that. But I think, you know, with this, we're seeing that in the social media age, Every athlete, every college athlete can create a brand and they can have, a you know, 10,000 followers, 100,000, 500,000, a million followers. Right. And so we're able to see them get brand partnerships. Like you said, Kool-Aid with Kool-Aid. It's the perfect, you know, partnership right there. So we're allowing these athletes to, while they continue to compete, really, you know, monetize their, their NIL and a lot, most athletes, in the NCAA don't go pro. So they have four years, maybe five years, you know, if you're, uh, you know, you take your time, it could be six years where you really have an opportunity to monetize yourself. And it's awesome to see. And especially, you know, these bigger name guys are going to go to the NFL, but it's great to see that right now 
they're able to make some money, they can put that money back to their teammates, their communities, their families, and really help everybody else out around them. Absolutely. I had a, uh, I had a special guest a, a while back before NIL became a, a true a legal thing, right? Before it became actually legal. And one of the, one of the key takeaways from this episode was, you know, if as an athlete, right, from an athlete standpoint, if I'm an athlete, and, you know, if you know, I look at another average, say just a regular person, right, on campus, they can go sit there and say stream a video game, or they can go sit there and, you know, and do whatever and, and get paid to do it. You know, why can't my athleticism and, and my athletic scholarship, why is that hindering me from going and using, you know, and creating a source of revenue, an extra source of revenue, right? Because you take an athletic and an academic scholarship, Athletic scholarships, obviously, you know, it's, just, it's still the same thing if it's a full ride, right? Yeah. So, you know, your room and board, things like that are paid for anybody that's never been to college. There's basic things that get paid on that scholarship. Uh, but then, you know, they also get stipends if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, there's a little bit right there. So I see the argument. People, they're already getting a little bit of extra money. But, you know, putting myself into an athlete's shoes and really looking at it this way, if, you know, if I'm, if I'm the quarterback of – Georgia, or I'm the quarterback of Texas, right? Texas is a huge brand. You know, people are, people want, you know, people, the supply and demand tells me that my name is a hot commodity. Why can't I profit from that if, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of arguments that's been going on for years now. And really, honestly, my take on this is I thought the NCAA was just procrastinating so that they could try to figure out a way to get their cut. Um, but obviously, that's neither here nor there. That's just my personal opinion on that matter. But, uh, but I'm with you here. I love the fact that kids can now sit here and go out and get these deals, you know, and really learn a lot about the business side of professional sports, uh, even while they're in college, right? I, obviously, yeah. professional in college is taboo. I get it. But you're really learning some, you know, real life lessons here uh, that can translate to what you're going to be dealing with if you make it to the pros, right? Or, yeah. you know, if you come from high school to college and you don't make it to the NFL, you know, there's some life lessons here that you, like you said, you can make some money while you're on campus and and do these things. And you have these opportunities. Now kids, why is it, why is it a problem for, for them to learn these life lessons? Hey, your tax returns are going to be key. Now you have to understand how to navigate these things. There's so many life lessons that, you know, that have to be taught for these kids. And really you look at each school, their compliance department and, and really, Everybody creating a support system for these kids. I think it's a, a honestly a necessity for these kids to have this because you want to you want these kids to succeed, right? Especially with something new like NIL and and, and from a legal process. Yeah, exactly. And and like you were saying, you know, some of these athletes are on full ride scholarships, and that's great. But that's I believe it's about less than one percent of all student athletes are on a full scholarship. Uh, which means there's hundreds of thousands of student athletes, which are still, you know, maybe they get an academic scholarship or partial scholarship, um, you know, financial aid, but there's still so many of them that they, you know, maybe they don't come from a family that is, you know, uh, financially stable enough to pay for them, pay their tuition and their housing and pay to get them food on the table. Cause you know, we see it at, at these big time programs, you know, Georgia, athletes are given food and stuff like they're fed properly, but they're, that's for like the football team and the basketball team. There's still, you know, across the NCAA, there's athletes. When I played water polo in college, we didn't get anything. 
we got a protein bar and a protein shake after our lifts and that was it whereas like you see some of these other guys they have a cafeteria in their facility and that's part of like just being an athlete it's not part of their you know school dining fee yeah so it's great to see you know that athletes are you know able to make a little money so they can actually feed themselves properly and pay off some of their tuition or their student loans absolutely you know when i went to college look i went to college out of the military and you, you, you know, obviously my situation is a little bit different, but looking at it from a regular standpoint, you know, the cost of tuition, even if you're staying in state, is still kind of pricey. And, and that's just a semester. Uh, but then you have your room and board if you, you know, if you're staying on campus. Right. Um, you know, if you're not, you know, then obviously you, you travel, but you still have to eat. So, you know, either you either you get the meal plan that they offer or, you know, you, you pay for your own food that way. You know, yeah. but your room and board and and these meal plans. Right get pricey and you know like you said right here obviously you look at the football and people i think people get this assumption just based off of the high level things they don't look deep into the roots here and see that because you sit there you see these you know football players at these elite programs hey look these guys are completely fed so there's no need for them to have extra money for them to buy food they got what they want but like you said you look at these other programs that's not you know i wouldn't say money drivers right um and then you start look. You, you people don't listen to the the underlying issues there. So you know this NIL is really more of a blessing for everybody because it creates a sense of parity uh, in regards to having the opportunity to to benefit from your name, image, and likeness, right? Because like you said, look, the meal plans are expensive, and that's just yeah. a, if I'm not mistaken, that's a year. But nonetheless, it's like a depending on where you go, it could be a grand, two grand just on food alone. And that's just part of your fee for your tuition and things like that so that you can stay on campus and enroll in classes. So, you know, obviously I don't want to sit here and beat a dead horse for those that have attended college. But if you've attended college, you understand if you don't have a scholarship, just how much money it takes to, you know, to function as, you know, for outside of tuition alone. So. Especially. Especially if you're an out-of-state student or if you're going to a school that's like a Duke University or, you know, just any of these schools that are private institutions, it's insanely expensive. They can get up to 60 grand a year for tuition alone. On top of that, you have your, you know, housing and food. Yep, Duke Blue Devil. And, and, you know, textbooks and stuff like that. There's, you know, just simple things you need to be able to pay. And, you know, again, it's... We going into this NIL era, it was it's been the wild west so far. There's such a, you know, everybody's scrambling to get it figured out. We were kind of prepared for everything, but it exploded because, you know, the uh, initially July 1st when everything went legal, it was just going to be a few states. It was going to be like uh, Alabama, Mississippi, Texas, and Florida, and then you know the Supreme Court came in and got involved, and every student athlete. So at 98 strong, like on July 1st, we started the day with six people signed up. We had six athletes signed up. And then, you know, now we're at, we're approaching 800 athletes that are registered on our site that we're working to get deals for. And we have athletes from every walk of life all over the country. Every single sport is covered. We got equestrian, water polo, lacrosse, hockey, everything, football. You know, we have, we have players from, you know, some of the big time programs that they're not the star on their team. So they might be an offensive lineman or, you know, a third um, string wide receiver. 
we're able to give them opportunities that, you know, uh, a Bryce Young is getting, but they wouldn't necessarily get. So it's not, obviously it's not going to be the same money. Bryce Young's making nearly a million dollars. We're able to get these guys enough that at least they can pay some of their bills off and they'd be a little bit more comfortable, right? Like it's, that's all it is. Like we want, every athlete has value. That's our belief um, because that people see them around campus, in their community, back home, on social media. We're, we're solely focused on Instagram right now, uh, but we're, you know, in the future, we'll probably expand TikTok, Twitter, all of that stuff, but it's Instagram right now. So we these athletes, whether they have a thousand followers or 10,000 followers, they have value. And, you know, it's, you know, oh, yeah, that was the concern with NIL at the beginning was that it's only gonna be the top athletes at Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, that are gonna get deals. No, we everybody can get a deal. I, I think like the Arkansas offensive line as a you know as a whole was sponsored by a tractor company. Those guys, you know, some of them might go to the NFL. Most of them probably won't. Mm -hmm. But now they they're all you know making some money and they're going to be a lot more comfortable. Absolutely. Hey, so I want to talk more about ninety eight strong. But mm -hmm. first, let me take a moment here uh, to inform the audience here watching live. Look, if you're not familiar. Uh, the DGD podcast just uh, expanded out. Uh, obviously, if you're, most people are probably familiar with our YouTube channel. Uh, so we're live on YouTube as well, obviously. Uh, but we're still on other platforms like Twitch uh, and actually starting today, uh, testing out the waters at Daily Motion. So make sure to you know subscribe, ring the bell if you're watching on YouTube, uh, follow on Daily Motion. Uh, if you're not familiar with Twitch, I think you I think you would like it as well. And obviously, uh, for now, you can find us on Twitter as well. Uh, so obviously, now that that has been said, Hugh, uh, I want I want to take a moment here to kind of get a, a familiarity with people that may not have known what 98 Strong was. Uh, you know, obviously doing a little bit of research prior to the show. Uh, I know the background about it. So, you know, tell the audience about the background of what 98 Strong is about. Uh, I know you hit on it briefly. Mm -hmm. Uh, but maybe be just a little bit more detailed and what yeah. you provide uh, athletes. Yeah. Uh, so 98 Strong, we were founded by two former uh, Division One water polo players. So they are 98 percenters themselves. And 98% is in reference to there are 98% of collegiate athletes do not go pro after they finish their collegiate career, meaning, you know, so they don't make money off of their athletic ability. So... 98 strong, you know, when NIL, when the, you know, rumbling started that things were going to be legal, Andrew Mavis and Nick Bunn, who are our two co-founders, kind of came up with the idea back in November. And then in April, they launched the platform to kind of get, get started knowing what was coming. And, you know, our whole philosophy is helping that 98% where the 98 strong, we're stronger together. You know, I myself was a college water polo player, so I know, you know, it's not, it's not glamorous most of the time. Um, and you work hard, you're training a lot, you got classes and, you know, we just, we really work hard to make sure that uh, all the, every athlete can, you know, have an opportunity to monetize their NIL. So essentially what we do is we're just a, a platform that student athletes can sign up for at 98strong.com. It's a really simple process to sign up. Uh, at that point, we can pre start presenting you to potential sponsors and uh get deals so rather than just you know and, and it's athletes of any size following as well um we we want to make sure that 
all athletes have an opportunity, whether you have 500 followers, a thousand, 10,000, 50,000, we're, we're here to help everybody. And, you know, college athletes are extremely valuable in their communities, like I said before. And so what we do rather than just pitching, uh, companies, individual athletes, we group our athletes together. So we can put together a group of 15, 25, 50, and that way you have 50 athletes with a combined following of 75,000 followers, and they have better engagement rates than one influencer with 75,000 followers. Creating so, a, network, a nice little network for the partnerships and sponsorship yeah. and things like that. Okay. So it's it they the the companies that we were talking with and we've started doing partnerships with love the idea and are you know we're excited and we're getting going with a we got a bunch of deals coming up soon that, that we're going to announce and you know again it's the the companies love it because it's a broader reach than just one you know so they they pay the same essentially that they would pay to one influencer for 50 uh, micro influencers with a broader reach and much better engagement rates the, you know, and it's, you know, the, it's not just the Instagram post as well. Like my, my thinking is, is, you know, a lot of athletes when they're, you know, home for spring break or for the summer or Christmas, they go back to their old teams or, you know, they start training with some of the local kids so that they can, you know, stay in shape at the local gym. And, you know, those guys will see, Oh, he's using this brand, you know, he's drinking this drink and they'll be like, oh, if I want to be like him, I need, I can do, I should, you know, use that brand, drink that energy drink, whatever it is. So we're here to, you know, as a platform, we're not an agency. We don't take any money from the athletes. There's no, you know, no fee to sign up. We don't take a percentage of what they get. We get paid separately from the companies we work with so that the athletes never, uh, you know, never, never have to worry about us taking anything from them. You know, it's it for us. It's all about the athletes and making it as easy and simple for them as possible as well. Absolutely, I love what that you know, love what that uh, is about. You know, that mission. Uh, obviously, giving the kids, you know, giving athletes an opportunity to, you know, to make something out of it, right? Like, not everybody. You know, a lot. Of, I think a lot of people, you know, are guilty of this. But you know, like I said, look at high level and see, you know, these you know well known players, right, making millions of dollars, right, like. You know, obviously, like Quinn, you were basically, I don't know if you're familiar with this, basically four mm-hmm. senior year to uh, do Ohio State. Let's be honest here. I think that was more for NIL than it was to learn the Ohio State playbook. We're not you yeah. know, neither here nor there. Uh, just speculation. Yeah. But, you know, you look at, you know, look at the trajectory of where how this has kind of blown up and what you were saying as a Wild Wild West situation. You know, I, I really think, it, you know, it falls under the NCAA for not allow, you know, not establishing the guidelines Right. Set a true, uh, you know, uniform protocol and really just, you know, having the, the United States government take action for them to really do something. Uh, you know, all of that tells me that the NCAA didn't want this. And, you know, now that the kids have their, you know, kids have their platforms. Right. We, we talk about they have, you know, they have some exposure enough as it is being on a part, you know, being a part of a team you know, things like that. And it wasn't just football players, right? Like you said, you, you played water polo, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but there's more to it. There's more sports than football. You know, my alma mater, UNCG, we don't even have a football program. We have a basketball program. And, you know, so you have that right there. You have obviously baseball, things like that. You know, those, every athlete has a voice. And I'm glad to see them, you know, made make the stand, stand up, 
uh, and and force the subject. And, you know, if it makes people uncomfortable, look, there's certain times in life where you're going to be uncomfortable. Things have to get done. Uh, And and honestly, things that might not appease to you. Right. Like and I feel sorry. I kind of feel bad for, you know, athletes in the past where, you know, they didn't legally have this opportunity. Uh, You know, obviously you heard stories about Reggie Bush losing his Heisman, Todd Gurley uh, getting set out for a few games, you know, different things like that. Right. Uh, You know, back in the day. And, you know, that was just because, you know, it wasn't against the it was against the rules at the time. Uh, You know, now that now that you have this kind of, you know, type of platform, uh, you know, protocol, I I hope gets set up somehow. You've got to figure out a way to make this uniform uh, so that there can be some regulation. Uh, I would think, you know, just a kind of piece to everybody. But, um, you know, I'm so glad to see, you know, every athlete, regardless of sport, uh, have this opportunity. So there's no, you know, I'm not trying to get too political here. There's no problem with, there's no, you know, there's no questions about race or gender or whatever, right? Everybody from every sport has the opportunity. and And I'm really glad to have you on because now, you know, my audience and really whoever listens to this or watches this, understands that you know look what you see at the high level isn't everything about nil there, you know, like you said you bring it down to the you know to the roots down below the you know below the surface and what you're doing to provide opportunities for kids that aren't well known uh that you know they're not in a revenue driving sport like a football right or basketball at these big time schools so you know I'm, I'm glad that you came on and you're telling 98 you know telling 98 strong commission uh, and really given the opportunity to student athletes of all sports. Yeah, it's it, well, it's um, yeah, we're, we're, we're just here to try and help everybody. And, you know, like, like you were saying, it doesn't, you know, the NCA hasn't set a, a true standard protocol yet um, or guidelines, I should say for all, you know, for NIL. So it, you know, it is the wild west still every school has their different rules and guidelines some schools are like go out there get your money we don't care do whatever deals you have to do other schools are being a lot more strict about it can't use the school's you know name color you can't do it on campus or in the athletic facilities uh you know can't have the school logo involved um and i and that i totally understand because that's you know where licensing and stuff gets in and 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 in my personal opinion if you're an athlete you, you should be wanting to make your money based off of your brand, your name, not your schools. And so I think what's going to happen in the future, you know, kind of seeing where this all goes is I believe schools are schools may allow or the NCAA may allow students to use those the logos and the colors or do it on the field or at the stadium but they'll take a licensing cut. So whether that's like something like 10, 15, 25%, I think that'll be something. And again, it's in my personal opinion, I think the best thing these athletes can do is, is do it based on their own brand. Um, This is their opportunity to start branding themselves and opportunities like these, if they create them, you know, a strong brand for themselves and they work with these companies, well, there will be opportunities after college as well. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we still see college athletes that didn't go pro, you know, doing in sports media and coaching and stuff. And so, the, you know, w- w- these athletes will have the ability to continue working with companies long after their their athletic career. But for now, 
you know, they, they have this opportunity to get started and it's really, really cool. And I'm hoping that we really do see athletes after they graduate, continue to be able to work with these brands and create a network that they can, you know, either stay, you know, grow as an influencer, grow as a micro influencer, or, you know, go on to work for these companies because these companies have worked with them for four years and respect them. So it's a really cool, the whole, the whole thing is going to be really cool. But once until the NCA guidelines are truly set, it's going to be, it's going to be chaotic and it could actually affect in uh, recruiting because some schools are being more strict. Some schools are being less strict. The schools that are being less strict will probably, you know, get some recruits that are a little bit better that are, you know, interested in also monetizing their NIL. Absolutely. Now, one of my questions here, um, you know, from a 98 strong standpoint, obviously the, the main focus and the mission is to, you know, give these, you know, give these opportunities and present them uh, to student athletes. Is it, you know, obviously I think in my opinion, I think that, you know, while NIL is a very cool thing to have, I think, you know, you have to, kids have to understand that that's not the main thing you're in your position because you're playing a sport. Now, is that something that you have to kind of help athletes understand, or are you just solely to help, uh, you know, I, I think you look at their coaching staff, things like that. Like, you know, I, I really hope that their circles, you know, their, their circles help them understand that. But as, as a company, do you, you know, do, are you there just for, just for marketing or are you more so, you know, trying to guidance as well? Uh, so right now we're mostly marketing, but compliance is our number one priority with all of these athletes is, you know, we, we, we cannot take a risk that an athlete's eligibility would be at risk. So we make sure on our end that all of our deals are, uh, are safe uh, eligibility wise with the NCAA. And along with that, when we do have an opportunity for an athlete, we send them a one pager that they will then submit to their school's compliance officer. Some schools are, you know, using different automated systems to mm -hmm. do it or, and, and some schools have, are even providing their student athletes with education um, on, you know, you know, their finances, building their brands and, and stuff like that. And so, you know, we, that's not our avenue right now. It may be an avenue we go down in the future to help these athletes make sure that they're, you know, protecting their brand and building themselves the right way. Right now, it's just marketing. But, you know, like I said, eligibility is number one. It's key to us. We can, you know, that's, that's not a risk that you can put an athlete in. It's, it's yeah. simply, it's as simple as that. And we, I mean, there's already been, you know, some, some issues um, like, uh, you know, Barstool Sports, they started their Barstool Athletes program okay. without really like kind of setting up the research for it. And we're seeing, I think it was, uh, you know, Louisville University. Yeah. Uh, they, they told their athletes, if you have an affiliation with Barstool, you need to cut it short because they're associated with gambling and in the NCAA's temporary oh, yeah, guidelines, Barstool betting. Yep. Yep. yep you that. can't, you cannot have involvement with any gambling. So there's been a pretty consistent, like constant with, with all of this, with the schools and with the NCAA guidelines that the, the temporary guidelines that mm -hmm. you cannot, you can't do anything gambling, tobacco, weed, obviously um, anything, alcohol, there's uh, maybe one or two other things uh, that I'm missing right off the top of my head, but you also, you cannot miss school or uh, an athletic event, whether it be a practice, a game or anything, you yep. cannot miss anything uh, that is a uh, like a mandatory thing 
because you're working on a deal. Uh, so that's been the pretty much the constant. And again, we kind of leave that to, you know, we, we want the athletes to have, you know, they're, they are responsible for making sure that they're not doing something like that. We make sure we give them the guidelines for what they, you know, need to do when it comes to a branded Instagram post. And we make sure that they are getting cleared by their school and that they're clear with the NCAA. Nice. I know. Yeah. Like you said, it's all, you always have to worry about those things, right? The, the downfall yeah. to NIL. So it's good that, you know, it's good that 98 strong kind of has that kind of safe, cautious approach, uh, you know, to make sure uh, all the kids are you know safe when it comes to this and, and going through those uh, rules and protocols. Now with NIL, obviously high school athletes, right. I, mm-hmm. I, I you know, deal with, I try to promote high school athletes uh, that's local to me. Uh, one of the things about NIL, it doesn't apply to high school athletes currently. Now, when they graduate high school, it, what's the threshold for a high school athlete transitioning into a college? I, I, I'm not entirely sure about this, so this is going to be for me really to get that understanding. What's that, what's that threshold there uh, for someone to jump in if they were to try to join 98 strong, is it, is it as soon as they sign to go to college or what's that threshold? I guess maybe is a question to answer. Yeah. So right now, as we're not like an exclusive uh, agency or we don't charge our athletes, anything athletes can sign up at any point they want. Um, and obviously we're going to make sure that whatever they do, they're eligible with their school. So if they graduate high school, you know, uh, beginning of June, and we we have an opportunity for them, you know, July 10th, let's say, we'll make sure they still submit it to their school, to their school's compliance officer to make sure that they are okay. Um, again, I like, I, I don't know what that exact threshold is, is it, it, it may be the first day they're on campus for, um, you know, for preseason or for classes, but it also may be, you know, as soon as they graduate high school, they're technically not a high schooler anymore. Right. And they have, and I'm sure at that point they have their, you know, georgia.edu email address. So that, that is, uh, you know, that's, that's not a, an issue we've come across just yet, especially, you know, cause everything started July 1st and then, you know, the first deals didn't roll out until like mid July, late July. And those, we kind of set, those were more like deals with people that we had more like connections with that we could, you know, it was easier. They were established college, college athletes that, uh, that we were able to get deals with. So that's not a really a, a bridge we've crossed yet. We, you know, I know we've had some kids that are like, Hey, I'm a commit. Can I sign up? And we say, yeah, you can sign up, but you know, we may not be able to get you a deal yet. And, you know, NIL is like you said, it's, it's not clear with high schoolers how that's going to be. Cause in the past, you couldn't obviously you couldn't make money as a high schooler and then go uh, into college, um, you know, based on your your image. But that may change now. As long as you know it's not pay to play, it's not you know professional sports. And on on a technical basis, high schoolers should be allowed shouldn't have their eligibility impacted. But that's yeah. again, it's a bridge that will that will cross when we get there and. I mean, I think it's one that's going to get here really quickly because especially like thinking about high school basketball, these players are already, you know, superstars before they get to college. Zion. Some of them, some of them even middle school. Yeah. Like I I know, I know who, I know the name, but Bronny, right. Mm -hmm. Bronny was, Bronny was 
known before he even started really playing. Like he was in yeah. middle school and, and you, know, you look at the ball brothers, like I think yeah. that's where you have to be really careful. And yeah. so I understand the football, right? Because football is your revenue driver, but like all it takes, like Zion was a freshman and he was like, he was already gracing SI covers. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I feel like that's where the, you know, maybe that's just me, but I feel like that's where the line, you have to really be careful. You know, because you, well, not only do you have the one and done, and you know, every, you have to look at different sports and their different rules. So, like, you know, what used to be—I don't know if you remember this—but used to be kids could go straight out of high school and go yeah. straight to the NBA. Uh, you know, obviously now they do the one and done, but now you're starting to see G League, right? Like yeah. kids go, like the elite elite kids will go up and, and they'll just commit to a G League team and not go to a college whatsoever. So yeah. basketball, or, yeah. basketball is the true Wild West right now. Um, you know, yeah. football compared to basketball in my eyes, that's look, that's like a that's like a small town compared to the Atlanta city. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it will. And, you know, some of these athletes we've seen, you know, going abroad, LaMelo Ball and um, RJ Hampton played in Australia in the, and Kids so go overseas and play professionally. Yeah, exactly. Just, just for the year, just for yep. a year, just so they can go. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it affects the one and done because obviously now these athletes, these superstar high school athletes, you know, maybe they decide because they can make money, they do two years in college so that they can develop a little bit more before going into the NBA. It definitely prevents, it definitely proposes a business decision. Uh, Obviously, look, I typically stick football here, but just talking about basketball, Mm -hmm. just imagine hypothetically if, if Zion Wilson, you know, in his one year, right was dealing through nil right now <laughs> the money that he's making i guarantee the money that he would make back then probably was more than enough to sit here and you know maybe sit him in another year just yep. to sit there you know, because he's a he's the next coming of god in, in the college basketball everybody's known him since middle school like like you said it, there's so much about it like i guarantee the money he would have made maybe you know maybe that is something that draws these kids to college, you know, things like that. But I think yeah. it, nonetheless, it would prevent, a, it would pose a business decision for those kids to make, especially in basketball. Oh, absolutely. And I, I remember like Zion Williamson had that one game where he he busted through his shoe and oh, Nike's yeah. yep. stock. Carolina game. Carolina yeah. Game. Nike's stock the next day like dropped because it was all over. Like that, he was having that much of a financial impact at that point that he, you know, took one of the world's biggest companies and made their stock drop. So it's just, it's insane to see. I mean, even, look, even inadvertently, because I, I was watching yeah. that game, it was so fast into the game and he didn't come back. And, and But like you said, you saw Nike take a hit impact, you know, from a financial standpoint, that was a huge hit. So that tells you right there that Zion had some, you know, some eyes on him. I'm just going to say that right there. Uh, you know, oh, because yeah. of the timing, right? Like the timing yeah. alone, like accidents happen, which is exactly what happened. But the the impact of these kids, man, just think just something like you just brought up, like just shows you the scope of how how powerful these kids can be and how, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's insane to think about it. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's even down to, you know, we're talking about Zion Williamson and his impact, you know, that that in, uh, market value and that impact still goes down to the micro influencers and those you know if you if you have a a, you know hundreds of of college athletes coming out and they're talking about how they don't like a certain brand or something like that or how they prefer this brand that market value is there and they're going to impact those companies in a positive or negative way if you know depending on how things go so 
it's uh yeah the the power of the college athlete has never been stronger and I, I hope the NCAA doesn't do anything to screw this up um I hope they just try and keep their their hands off of it and let these athletes kind of do their thing make their money their own way um and just kind of say like hey don't use your school's branding or and or something like that essentially and you know don't work with alcohol and tobacco and weed gambling companies, just, you know, keep it simple. Don't, don't get your hands involved because that's where things are going to get messy. That's when you start to lose people again. You know, you start gaining some of these fans back. College athletes are happy now, as long as you're making sure the athletes are performing still and they're not, you know, focused on making money, which is, you know, our, our whole thing is keeping it simple for the athletes so that they can focus on school and their sport. Yep. That's, uh, that's the most important thing. So it, it's, it's truly an incredible time to see that for these athletes, I wish this was around when I was an athlete, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of followers, but with something like 98 strong, I could have at least made a little bit of money so that I could, uh, you know, buy myself a dinner on a Friday night, and not have to just go to the dining hall or, you know, be hungry. Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, you look even look at sometimes and look at it this way, you know, NIL, you know, might not even be financially appealing to some people. And I'm not saying that it won't, but, you know, mm -hmm. like, for instance, there could be a kid that I'm not saying that this is the case because I really just don't know. Maybe this kid doesn't even care about the money. If it comes, it comes. But look, I just want to grow my name out, get my name out there. So I'll, yeah. I'll look for I'll go through 98 strong. I'm going to get my name out there, grow some exposure. Somebody's bound to see me. And if my exposure, you know, things can come. Exactly. So, you know, there's there's more than just money about NIL. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all finances. While most people are going to look at it the way 99.9% .9 of people are looking at it from a money standpoint and rightfully so. But there's always that 0.1% of people using NIL and, and its rules and regulations. Well, lack thereof, but you get what I mean. Um, mm -hmm. You know, for other gain, right? It's exposure. Okay. Yeah. You know, people might not know me here, right? But he's, you know, I'm a, I'm an athlete at uh, South Alabama, you know, on, on their, uh, on their tennis team, right? Mm -hmm. But you sit there, you start a court, you know, you start networking with, with kids from other schools. Next thing you know, you're sitting there building your exposure to other people, so you're branching out and you don't even realize it. Exactly. So, you know, that's another thing I think. You know, kids. You know, I understand like you're already on a spectrum, like on a pedestal anyway, in a sense of people looking at you. Right. Uh, especially the big names. But from a small group, like you said, 98 strong, you build together and then you branch out. And a lot of people, the concept is just logical to me. And I hope that everybody listening and watching, it makes sense to as well, because you're right. You're stronger together. Yep. Yep. That's our tagline. 98, the 98 percent stronger together. It's uh and like you said, there's going to be kids that are, are smarter or, you know, smarter thinking about all of this when it comes to, to, to how they utilize this. Some of them will really use it to, you know, they don't care about, they don't necessarily need the money or care about the money, um, but they can, you know, use this as an opportunity to network with a brand and, you know, grow a close connection. So that way, when they graduate, it's like, hey, I just graduated. I studied marketing. I would love to come and work with you guys, you know, in this aspect of things. And yep. along with that, you know, we, we, we have an initiative called 98 agents or 98 managers. We're still figuring out the name, yep. but essentially what it is, is it's an opportunity for any college student to be a sort of a middleman uh, representative for their school. So we, we have guys at, at Harvard and Michigan already set up and we're getting more signed up. 
And essentially what they'll do is they'll talk to athletes, get athletes signed up, talk to local businesses, you know, get deals on a, on a local level as well, because that's, you know, what we, we want to be able to do as well as work with these companies that want to work nationally, but also find these deals for these kids with their local pizza place so that they can get some free food um, or, you know, or, and a little discount. And, and so these 98 agents is a, it's a really cool opportunity in my opinion that, you know, it's, you can get into the sports marketing world, sports business as a college student, gain some experience, network with the athletes on your campus and the local businesses. And, you know, it's, and athletes are able to do it. And it's, you know, again, it's the, this whole thing, there's ways for athletes to succeed. They don't have to make thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. They can build themselves up as a brand or, you know, network really, really well and find opportunities that'll last them a lifetime. Absolutely. And I'm going to point back to a couple of things here. Mm-hmm. There's some key words that we've been discussing here for the last several minutes that I really mm-hmm. want to drive home uh, to whoever's listening. If you have kids going through school uh, with the potential of being an athlete and, you know, at the next level, or if you're listening and you're a top tier player in high school or even a college athlete right now, there's a couple words that I want to drive home. Sports marketing, networking which i think is probably the most important but i I don't know why i did it second but also understand the economics of sports right and what i mean by that is just because you hear economics it doesn't mean money all the time Uh, as an economics major myself there's a lot of things that go on to making decisions and the impacts of each decision that you make you know look at choosing to network with other kids from different universities what impact does that have what could it have on, on your athletic career? What could it have on your personal career? There's a lot of these things right here that's not just sports related, that they are sports related, but it's not particularly X's and O's, things like that, right? At the end of the day, you have to take care of yourself. And one of the best ways to do it is take advantage of the opportunity you've been given. First off, focus on your sport. Uh, focus on academics and focus on your sport. Stay in, you know, stay in eligible, right? To be able to compete in these sports is the main thing because without it, you probably wouldn't be in the situation you are right now. Second off, focus on life after sports because let's be honest, Father Tom always wins and I haven't seen him ever getting beat yet. You know, I'm starting to really wonder with Tom Brady, to be honest, I really am. But nonetheless, up to this point, I don't see Father Tom losing one yet. So understand that, understand and think think critical, use some critical thinking here. Another key word. Plan out your life and 98 Strong is going to be there for you to do that. Not only to sit there and, you know, get a deal, right? Cool. You get a deal. But they're also there to sit there and network with other athletes from all across the country and and grow your brand and sit there and set yourself up for the long haul. Because ultimately, as somebody that's getting close to, you know, up there in age, be honest, it's important to sit there and make sure you're set for the long haul. So I know that sounds like a little bit of a rant, but if you're listening and you have kids or you're an athlete yourself, please do yourself a favor and think a little bit about that. If you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. I'm just throwing it out there for you to sit there and learn about it. But uh, Hugh, look, man, I've had a blast talking to NIL. I think, you know, the perception from the get go has kind of been off about this. Uh, You know, recently seeing like JT, like I said at the beginning of the show, JT planning to sit there and take and, sh- and split half between his teammates. Just one example of the good things that could come out of NIL. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, you, you sit there, you want fairness, you want equity, you want, you know, parity, right? And what you're providing along with the countless others, 
uh, you know, giving these kids opportunities, giving them kids a platform to grow uh, and, and have some financial uh, freedom there. Right. Mm-hmm. In the grand scheme of things, it's beneficial for the sport, even though, you know, you can you can definitely hear the argument that it's turning into a professional sport. This is where the regulation comes in that we talked about in the middle of the show, uh, doing it the right way, setting the regulations up the right way, enforcing those regulations the right way, uh, if, if done properly, can be a beneficial uh, really proponent of college sports moving forward if done correctly. Uh, so, look, I just wanted to say thank you again for coming to the show. Uh, you know, if you know, if you ever interested, if anybody's listening as an athlete or anything like that, check out 98strong.com and find out more about the organization and what they're about. If you didn't, don't feel like listening to it, uh, maybe you can sign up and, and start helping yourself out. Uh, obviously, uh, Hugh here has, has discussed these limitations part potentially. Mm-hmm. But, you know, other than that, Hugh, where can people find you? Um, obviously, just let people know. Obviously, 98 Strong, I just just bit that out for you. But where yeah. can people find you? Uh, so yeah, 98strong.com. You can sign up if you're an athlete or if you're a, a college student and you're looking into, you know, if you want to try and uh, apply to be a 98 agent, you can apply there as well. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at 98 strong underscore. Um, that's that, you know, we, our, our Instagram is our strongest platform right now, uh, when it comes to being connected with athletes, but our Twitter's growing, we're getting there. And we're also on Facebook and that's just 98 strong. Uh, again, you know, thank you for having me on. And it's, it's, you know, it's awesome to see all of these athletes getting deals and we're hoping that we can really help all of our athletes get deals. You know, our goal right now is by Christmas, we want to make sure every single kid who's signed up for our platform has gotten a deal. It looks like we're going to be able to do that, you know, probably sooner than, uh, Christmas. So we're really excited about that. Um, and again, we're just, we're here to help everybody, all these athletes out where the 98% we're stronger together. Absolutely. Hey, look, like I said, I love, I love hearing about 98 strong. Uh, I'll be more, I'm going to do my part and be more of an advocate for it as well. Uh, you know, looking at kids that aren't going to be these top 10 players, top hundred players, whatever, that's okay. You can still have the opportunity. 98 strong is going to be there for you to make sure that you get those opportunities. So, Hey, look, like I said, it was a blast having you on. Look, the DGD podcast, you're welcome here anytime. Uh, definitely uh, keeping up with NIL, main things in the season, things like that. So my pleasure having you on, and I hope you uh, have a great rest of your day. Great. Thank you very much. Not a problem. All right, guys, that is all we have for today. Look, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. Uh, obviously, if you watched on YouTube, Daily Motion, uh, Twitch, look, wherever you get your podcasts, I uh, appreciate you. For all the support. If you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, ring the bell, uh, Daily Motion, follow Twitch, subscribe, follow. Uh, you know, obviously, rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts, right? Give us a review, five stars preferred. Uh, on that note, though, guys, have a great day and go, dogs.